When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Super Bowl 57 on the road to Glendale. Good afternoon. Please hit the like button. Unbelievable. Here we are. As predicted. As predicted. You'd be here in Glendale. I did predict you guys to lose. And I'm going to say this on Monday. We're going to try to make a case for Kansas City this week to win. I know. We're going to try to make a case. I just at 3.01 Eastern time, I just don't see that case yet. I'm going to get there, though. But don't worry. This is not three hours of cheerleading. Okay? Oh, and by the way, real quick, please, somebody stop the Pro Bowl stuff. I'm, I'm sick of it. Name the team. Stop with the other gimmick stuff. I mean, dude, just name the team and move on. Nobody wants to watch that shit. Nobody wants to see touch football. It's dumb. Just to end the Pro Bowl, please. Just to end it, okay? Just end it. Just end it. All right. We got an interesting topic that we're going to throw at you here in a second. But I'm going to tell you this. Just walk back a little bit what I said on making a, a statement for the Chiefs to win. If the Eagles run 65 offensive plays, they win the game easily. And you hold the Chiefs to 49. If the Chiefs get over 60 plays, they're going to win. Okay? You got to keep Kansas City's offense on the sidelines. And how do you do that? One of the things that the Eagles had done all year long, sustained drives, 10-play drives, you know, giving the opposing team very few snaps that's how they win ball games second half of the season that kind of went away a little bit okay so if the eagles run 65 plays i think they kill the chiefs i do i think they kill the chiefs but if kansas city runs 65 or more they're gonna win the ball game they're gonna win I appreciate everybody coming aboard this Super Bowl week. What a great moment. You know, I, I, I hear pundits like Nick Wright say, if Kansas City wins another Super Bowl, and if they win another Super Bowl, isn't this a dynasty? Well, shit, if the Eagles win their second Super Bowl in five years, don't you call them a dynasty? Who gives a shit if you had a down year? Two Super Bowls in five years? Hey, Nick, that means, that means the Eagles also, if you go by... That notion, 
then the Eagles would be a dynasty, right? They'd be a dynasty. I'm going to throw a topic at you now. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this. Greg goes, hey, Greg, that Pro Bowl sucks. It probably, You know what? The players probably liked it, though. Here we go, guys. Will Jalen Hurts finally show up to a big game? You guys think Jalen Hurts has played well in the postseason? I don't. As a matter of fact, Jalen Hurts has never. I've got the games to prove it. Giant game, kind of okay. NFC Championship game, he was terrible. Will he ever play big in a big game? Okay? Tell me I'm wrong. Has he ever played big in a big game? Let's take a look at it. Just, just again, it's a question. You know, everyone just thinks Jalen's going to show up and play well. He's never played well in the postseason in his life. He played well in the Giants game? Kind of. What do you mean, who cares, Peter? Your quarterback shits the bed in the championship game? They'll lose. Mahomes will throw his team to a victory. It matters. And by the way, I'm going by history, not so much an opinion here, okay? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out in what he's done. Jeb goes like what Jeb goes like this. You talk about the most useless shit. What your quarterback never playing big in a big game is useless shit. You got the Super Bowl Sunday guy here. Since you guys don't believe it, let's take a look at it. Here's Jalen Hurts' resume from college to the pros in the postseason. 2017 National Championship game. Clemson 35, Bama 31. Hurts, 31 attempts, 13 completions, 131 yards. Passing, one touchdown. 10 carries, 63 yards, one touchdown for a total of 194 yards and two touchdowns in a National Championship game. L. The 2019 semifinals game against LSU. LSU beat them 63-28. Hurts, 31 of 15, 217, no touchdowns, a pick. 14 carries, 43 yards, two touchdowns, a total of 260 yards, and total offense with two touchdowns. L. 2022 NFL wildcard game versus the Bucs, 31 15. Bucks beat them. Hurts, 43 attempts, 23 completions, 258, one touchdown, two picks, a 60 quarterback rating. Eight carries, 39 yards, 297 total yards with one touchdown. L. 2023. Divisional game against the New York Giants. 38-7. to Hurts. 24 attempts, 16 completions, 154. Two touchdowns, 112.2. His best game. And nine carries, 34 yards, 188. And two for the total, 188 total yards with two touchdowns. 
the NFC Championship game. 25 attempts, 15 completions, 121 passing yards, no touchdowns, no picks, 70 quarterback rating, 11 carries, 39 yards for a total of 160 yards total offense with one touchdown. He's played horrible in every game but one. Will he show up? Will he show up? Um, yeah, he had three touchdowns. That's right, because he, he had a touchdown in the Giants game on the ground. And two passing. Right, his best game is the Giant game. And again, if he doesn't get the gift, he throws for 93 yards in that NFC title game. He's played well in one game. Will he show up in the championship game? If I'm Hurts, I'm only focused on the game, not my last games. I'm not talking, I'm talking about what he's done in the postseason here. Okay? I'm talking about what he's done. He's never played great in the postseason, ever. Okay? He's never played great in the postseason. It's not a rip. It's a fact. And why is that, you think? I mean, 17 national title game, 19 semifinal game, 2022 wild card game, 2023 divisional game, played well against the Giants. Uh, Okay. And in the NFC title game, he was terrible. These are the facts. Sills, you're missing the intangibles. What's the intangibles? 70 quarterback rating? Shit in the wild card game, he had a 60 quarterback rating. Just asking, will he show up for the Super Bowl? Why are you so sure he will? That's hope. Because his record doesn't show that yet as a matter of fact he's one in four in the postseason counting his postseason one two three four five he's one in four actually excuse me he's two because he won two this year my bad he's two and three and all the playoff games he's ever played in all the postseason games okay What makes you think he's going to play well Sunday? Just And again, do I think he plays well Sunday? I don't think so because I think he's still injured. I think they're going to keep him in a box. I think his running ability is going to be affected. I think Jalen Hurts, I don't care how many weeks they give him. I think this guy needs surgery. Okay, I do. Just like Lane, all the rest Lane can get right now, Lane needs surgery. Lane needs surgery. Mahomes is injured too. East Candom, correct. East Candom, yes, you're right. Got to wait and see how that ankle goes with him. 
but I don't think he needs surgery. I think he needs rest. I think Jalen needs surgery. If they don't have to throw the ball, then why expect it? So, the artist, I would ask you this. So, you have 2,000-yard receivers, and you're just not going to use them in a Super Bowl. That you have two rookie corners. You're not going to use 2,000-yard receivers and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, and you're just going to be one-dimensional against the Kansas. You're not going to beat the Chiefs one-dimensional. You're not. Because Mahomes can throw you. And by the way, I think Mahomes is going to have a big day. All big quarterbacks have big days against the Eagles. All big quarterbacks have high percentage completions. I've already pointed this out to you. I think Mahomes is going to have a big day. Why wouldn't he? What quarterback that's a big-time arm hasn't had a big-time game against Jonathan Gannon? What what guy? Since week 11, they all, and the only reason Purdy didn't because he got hurt. What makes you think he'll slow Mahomes down? How you doing, Maniac? Eagles will take their shots, but they can run on the Kansas City defense. Peter, I think they can too. I think they can, and I think they have to. Okay? I think that's the key to beating Kansas City. Do you guys remember that Colts game a couple years ago in Kansas City out at Arrowhead? When the Colts went in there and beat them like 17-14? They ran the ball like a maniac on them. And they were able to run the ball down their throat. Okay? Please, with Purdy got hurt, could what I don't know what English that is. Gotta try to put it together a little better, kid. If we get 200 on the ground, then we won't need to Smith and Brown in the game. Joseph agreed. You get 200 yards in the game, it's a blowout, 31-17. Because Kansas City will not be able to have – that means there's a ton of three and outs if you get 200 yards rushing. If the Eagles get 200 yards rushing on Kansas City, over. Over. And if you know, if you see that right away, this is why if I'm Philly, I want the ball. I want to run the ball on them. I want to, I want to test that. Okay, I want I want to I want to test that right away. I want to run at them. Okay, I want to run at them. If if I'm the Eagles, let's see if you can stop it. If they can, and and you know one of the things I keep hearing people go, well, look at the job that Kansas City did against the Bengals. The Bengal O line versus the Eagle O line, that's not a comparison. That's not a comparison. Okay, that's not a comparison. Cincinnati's offensive line is not even in remotely close area code of the Philadelphia Eagle offensive line. Not even close. We dominate. We're not worried about passing. I'm not talking about passing stats. I'm talking about your quarterback not being one-dimensional again. You were one-dimensional in the playoffs. One-dimensional. You're not a balanced offense. 
you're going to need to be balanced to beat Andy Reid and Mahomes. You're going to need to be balanced. You're not going to beat. That team can throw itself out of trouble, and you don't have anybody to guard Kelsey. There's not a person on that team that could cover Travis Kelsey. Dolphy, that, that's a great game plan. Because personally, hey, Dolphy, watch this. I think the two tight ends are going to have monster games. I, I don't see anybody on that Kansas City team that can cover Goddard. I, I, I don't. What you don't want this thing to do is get into a high-scoring game because the Chiefs will win that. They've got the superior quarterback. John McMullen said, if Shane Steichen finds a weakness, he will exploit it to death. Shane Steichen does not call the plays for the offense. Jalen Hurts' decision-making calls the plays. Remember that. So when you're running the Eagle offense, Shane Steichen gives Jalen an option to throw or pass. That's not play calling. That's why he blew out loud when he had to go with Gardner Minshew. Because Minshew has to have plays called. It's Jalen Hurts out there that makes a decision on every play. It's not Shane Steichen. So when Jalen pulls the ball and decides to run with it, you think Shane Steichen called that play? That's decision-making by the quarterback, not the offensive coordinator. He gives Jalen an option, okay? It's Jalen's decision-making that decides the success of the play or not, not the play call, okay? You can Shane Steichen could call 17 RPOs. It's all on Jalen on if that plays a success or not because he's either reading the end, the safety, the linebacker, or he's taking it off running. Has nothing to do with the coordinator. Exploit it? You mean Jalen will exploit it? Shane Steichen doesn't call plays. He gives Jalen Hurts an option every time they call the RPO. That's up to him. Because he's got to react in a split second. What do you think? He's in his ear going, pull it. He's not doing that. They have enough confidence and hurts that he can see that play. Everyone keeps saying, well, Shane Steichen is so brilliant. He's not a brilliant play caller. Jalen Hurts is a brilliant decision maker. That's why that thing works. Not Steichen. That's why if Steichen goes somewhere else, where he's got a drop-back quarterback, it'll be very interesting to see if he can actually call plays. Because what I saw with him, with Gardner Minshew, he stunk. Okay, he stunk. That's not on the sidelines. It's Jalen's decision-making that decides the success of the play or not. Okay? If Jalen pulls the pulls the ball out of the running back's hands and decides to throw it or run it, that's him. Can Eagles win with Hurts' short passing game? Does he have a short passing game? They don't really do a lot of screen plays. Okay? Hey, Mr. International, I think that's a great fit, Shane Steichen, to Arizona. I do. Because I think they should run the same offense for Kyler Murray. Ron goes, if Chris Jones is silent, this game is a rout. 
Probably. Probably. I'm going to be looking forward to Kelsey and say a malo on him. Okay? I am. Mr. International goes, A.J. Brown slants. Jalen hasn't thrown the ball well at all in any game this year in the postseason. Not at all. And he's hurt. It's not regression in talent. I believe he's hurt. Okay? I believe he's hurt. Not, it's not a rip on his ability. I think he's hurt. Tell Peter King the 40-yard pass that he threw down the middle of the field um, to, I think it was Zach Pascal or Quez. He said, my arm almost fell off. Okay, what does that tell you? Those are Jalen's words, not mine. But again, 2017 National Championship game, he was terrible in that. 2019 semifinal game against LSU, he was brutal. 2022 wildcard game a year ago, he was terrible. 2023 divisional game, he was kind of okay against the Giants. And he was terrible in the NFC title game. Didn't have to do anything. Once San Francisco lost their, you know, and, and people who keep saying that the Eagles killed the 49ers, they're just idiots. 239 yards of total offense is not killing anybody. That's not even the league average. That's not killing anybody. I mean, they basically held your passing game under 100 yards. You kill anybody. Killed them. <laughs> 239 yards. Of oh, that's right. The 30-yard gift you got. 269. Still, you didn't kill anybody. They kill anybody. Defense, yes. Agreed. The defense was spectacular. The defense is spec was, was great, and so was Redick. Redick has been the MVP so far, in my opinion, in the postseason for the Eagles. He's been the best player on the field. Him and Lane. Him and Lane have been the I'll tell you what. If I had to put MVPs on the postseason so far, it'd be nobody on offense. But Lane Johnson, Kelsey, then on the defensive side, Redick for sure. Uh, CJ's played great. I think Kaiser White's played great in both games. I would put those kind of, I would put those guys. I wouldn't put any skilled guys. Kenneth Gainwell, kind of. When you're up 21 at the half, you weren't up eight. Like I said, that football team in San Francisco, in my opinion, they killed themselves. You get a 13-yard completion across the middle. Kyle Shanahan throws it. The guy gets up, drops the ball. They're down 21-7. You never killed that team. Kyle Shanahan, once again, outcoached. Once again, outcoached. Dude, I'm. you know what? Kyle Shanahan better show me something, or he's going to be the modern-day Marty Schottenheimer in the postseason. Got a nice regular season record, gets into the postseason, and he completely craps the bed. Dude, you got outcoached. I'll tell you this, and I'll give you guys this. You guys completely outcoached Kyle Shanahan's coaching staff. That is a fact. That is a fact. Completely outcoached them. 
okay? Kyle Shanahan got outcoached. And that 28 to nothing will always hang over him. Okay? Eagles did not destroy the 49ers. That's a lie. Lie. 239 yards is killing someone. No, the previous week when you guys ran for 200 some odd yards on the ground against the Giants, that's killing someone. You, you know what? I don't have to debate this. You guys know. You guys know. You can keep throwing stats. I can always tell on my Twitter page the idiotic people trying to make a case for somebody when they know they're wrong. No, we killed them. He had 93 yards passing. That's killing someone? He had 180 yards rushing. A little above 150, kind of, that's above average. Okay. Congratulations. And they had three turnovers and no quarterback. They completely got outcoached. Eagles did a great job outcoaching them. But like I said, I hope your guy steps up because he's not really ever stepped up in a postseason game. Jalen Hurts has never played well in the postseason. Here it is. Here's his record. And you know what's crazy? You guys will dispute this record. Here's his resume. When you, when you guys go for a job, Jalen has to put down his resume for postseason play in his college and pro history. Here it is. I, I wrote his resume. This is who he is and what he's done. This is not made up. Okay? This is, this is not made up. He was terrible in national title game, terrible in a semifinal game. He was terrible in a wild card game. He was okay against the Giants, and he stunk in the NFC title game. I hope he steps up because they're going to need him. They're totally going to need him. By the way, this is not anything of an opinion. This is who he is. This is who he is. So when you guys go, this is crazy. Well, what do you mean crazy? Didn't you guys do your homework? This is what this guy has done in his postseason career, pro and college. He has never played well. And he's hurt. Okay, that's part of dual threat. You can, you can. And Reyes goes, such a shit take. What's What's false about it? Where's he played well in the postseason? M. Reyes, where's he played well? You're going to need your quarterback to play well in a Super Bowl is my point. He's not going to be able unless Mahomes gets knocked out of the game again. And you take Mahomes out? Absolutely. Here. This is Jalen Hurts' resume. Legacies are built in the postseason, not regular season. If that's the case, Kirk Cousins would be in Canton. This is where you're making it. Shit take. It's a shit resume. I get it. It's a shit resume. Jalen's been the beneficiary of having good teams around him. Okay? Okay. And every time that he's got into a moment where he had to be big in a big game, he's come up small. 
Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Here. Here's every game he's ever played in the postseason. (laughs) I'm wrong? What's wrong about it? What's wrong about it? What's wrong about this resume? You know, we could lie and put fake stats on here, like some of you do. He has never played well in big games. Do I think he plays well in this game against Kansas City? I don't know. Because I do think he's hurt. Jalen, watch this. And I'm not compromising my take here. He played great this year. Jalen Hurts has played great this year. Not in the postseason. He hasn't really played great since Chicago. Hey, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when I was starting to write these stats down. I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn, this guy's never had a big moment. Joe Burrow's had moments all over the place. Mahomes is unbelievable. You're going against the best quarterback in the NFL today. Five straight conference championship games. This is the third Super Bowl in four years. Experience is on that side. Coaching is on that side. I think the roster's clearly on the Eagles side. I do. I think the roster's clearly on Philly's side. Talent, I think, is on Philly's side. Is that going to be enough to beat Andy? Seriously, it's really coming down to this question. Okay? It's coming down to this question. Is that talent in Philly good enough to beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? You've already got a small sample of it, and they killed you last year. Now, they don't have Tyree Kill. He had a monster game. You don't have Tyree Kill on that team in Kansas City. It's a different ball team. And I will say this to you. Of all the Kansas City teams I've seen in the last five years, that's a Kansas City team that makes me do this. They're pretty good. Three years ago, four years ago, I was like this. That's a great KC team. Right now, I do this when I look at Kansas City. I think they're a pretty good ball team. But do I think that that's elite talent, spectacular talent, like all over the place? I don't. Of all the Kansas City teams that Andy has had, and especially his Super Bowl teams, this is the least, I think, talented team that he has brought to this game. Okay? I think this is the least talented team that he's bringing to this game. Is that fair? That team, that KC, the only guy that makes me go, well, there's two. Well, there's three that make me go, holy cow. The kid Jones, Kelsey, and Mahomes. That's it. They don't have Honey Badger on that team right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they don't have guys all over the place. Hertz needs to run. Andy, Kenny. Andy, Kenny run. Right? See, guys, when, when, I, when I look at when I look at Kansas City right now, I do this. 
there's there's no way that roster's better than Philly up and down to 22. No way. No way. I think Kansas City has more stars than you. Okay? But I don't think they have a better roster than you. Absolutely not. Okay? He's run all playoffs. But he, he has? He ran for 39, wait, he ran for 34 yards against the Giants. And he ran for 39 yards against the Niners. Is that Jalen Hurts numbers? I don't think so. 34 yards and 39 yards? Hundred and eighty-eight yards in total offense against the Giants, one sixty against the 49ers. I don't know. How many touchdowns? Two passing, one rushing. In the Giants, that's three. And one in the 49er game. So he's got four rushing. So he's got four touchdowns in the postseason. And he's got, yeah, four touchdowns in the postseason this year. Two passing, two rushing. 188 total yards in the Divisional game at 160 in total yards in the NFC title game. Yeah, that's dominating. Yo, Sill, 69-14, brother. Mm. That's a little high. Okay, that's a little high. A big reason why the Eagles had success with the running game was due to Jalen. Where? You mean it's 93 yards passing last week? When he played against the Niners, he had 93 yards passing. What pass? Where do you see he had a passing game in the postseason this year? 154 and 121 with the 30-yard gift. Where do you see him having a great passing game? Where did you see he was balanced? That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. He has his sniff 200 yards passing. Has a sniff 40 yards rushing. You're telling me that you don't think this guy's hurt? I do. That's not Jalen Hurts' numbers. Why did we need to pass? I didn't say that. I said you're going to need to pass against the Chiefs. You're going to need to. Look at this resume in the postseason for Jalen. I hope he fixes it. I hope he fixes it. Because right now, he doesn't have a very good one. There's nothing on there where I go, wow. (laughs) Nothing. Who cares, Peter? You better care come Sunday. Because if your quarterback shits the bet against Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs win. If he puts up the same numbers he put up against the 49ers, they'll lose. If Jalen Hurts is 93 yards passing and 39 yards rushing, they'll lose. 
they'll lose. If you put up 269 yards in total offense against the Chiefs, you'll lose. <laughs> you will. That team's going to put up about 500 yards in offense. Shane Steichen can't stop Mahomes. He will not stop Mahomes. He will not. I don't think anybody stops Kelsey. Niners aren't my team. Look at this guy. You doubted us all year. No, I predicted you'd be here in Glendale. I did predict you'd lose. But I said it the last two weeks. I don't see how Kansas City is going to be. The only way Kansas City does this is if Jalen, I had to look for an angle. And Jalen not playing well in postseason football. Here's his resume. Proves it. He's really never. If he plays like the way he's played in this postseason and last year, they'll lose. They'll lose. That just tells you right there. You see what Unsealed says? He hasn't had to, really, because you haven't played anybody that's really great. Giants sucked. And the Niners lost their um, their quarterback, which was because of the great effort on defense. Absolutely. Reddick wrecked the game. Hurts didn't carry that team. It was the defense and Hassan Reddick. They did a great job against San Francisco. They destroyed that game, took two quarterbacks out. What more can you say about a great effort by that defense, they did a great job. And for the record, I personally don't think that Kansas City has a better old line than San Francisco. I don't. I do not think that. Reddick is not better than Parsons. Parsons can cover tight ends and is a way better tackler. That's a fact. Um. Hertz definitely needs to open the passing game up. Not say, hey, Tony, I'm not talking about going 45 yards down the field. I'm talking getting Goddard established. Get, get, get Dallas established. I personally don't think Kansas City can, can cover him either. Okay? I personally don't think they can cover him either. Seals, be honest. You are happy to witness this. You will tell your grandkids... Um, yeah, that was with a quarterback. 27-24, Eagles would win. Yeah, I did predict that. Yeah, I did. Um, King, dominant in the regular season, average in the postseason. Your offense has been average. Average. I mean, your quarterback has clearly been below average. I'm not either, Dan. The rookie corners again. That's a good one too, man. The rookie corners against a thousand yard receivers. Tony, that's another point. That's a great point. You got two rookies out there and you got two 1,000 yard receivers. You're not going to try to attempt to get those guys going and see if they can, they can uh, wreck the game and then get to establish and have a balanced offense against Kansas City. Man, they wouldn't know where to go. But if you just come out there thinking you're going to run the ball, you're not going to beat Kansas City, man. Your quarterback's going to have to make some plays. He hasn't made any plays in the postseason. In the Super Bowl, he's going to have to make. How many times have you ever seen a quarterback be average or suck and your team wins? 
I, I, I haven't seen that. Maybe Trent Dilfer? I don't know. Yeah, that's a great point, too. That's why I want the ball. If I'm the Eagles, I want the ball first. I want to get on the scoreboard. Let's see what Kansas City does. Don't let Kansas City get a lead on you. Okay? Don't let Kansas City get a lead. Because Mahomes will throw that ball into the end zone. Like If Mahomes can move the chains effectively, and I think he's going to, your, your, your coordinator can't defend great quarterbacks. I proved the point to you from week 11 to week 18. The quarterbacks are averaging 74 completion percentage. Mahomes is the best. You're not stopping him. What would make you think that? This is going to be a big test. Jalen's going to, like I said, Jalen's going to have to make big plays. Okay? He's going to have to make big plays for this to be effective. Okay? All right. NFL players around the league don't respect this Eagle defense. They don't. They don't respect this Eagle defense. Are they right? Hit the like button. I'm going to hit on that. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Can't 
on the field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! coming aboard by the way man top of the hour we're going to talk to our friend joe mesa who's a proud sponsor of the program he's taking a caravan of eagle fans out to glendale and we're going to talk with him he's been like an eagle fan for 30 years that's going to be at the top of the hour gary cobb 4 30 eastern from philly fox 29 we'll talk with him get his thoughts Super Bowl 57 week, and here we are here. All right. So what is it, Ayuk, the wide receiver for the Eagles, or excuse me, for the 49ers, said that the Chiefs are going to expose the Eagles' defense. Why do you think he has that opinion, as many others do, about the Philadelphia Eagle defense? There's a part of his comments that are totally true. What, 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 why, why do other people say these things about the Eagle defense? It's not one person. It's multiple players that play against it. What, what, why do you think it's not jealousy and don't do anything stupid like that? Cause. Cause he's butt hurt. He probably is because his quarterback got knocked out and didn't get a chance to uh, perform in that game. Probably a little bit of that. Sure. Because he's sitting at home? Okay. Hertz is going to run into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown, then spike the ball. How would you like those bananas? Oh, wait, how would you like that? Apple's national media. Oh. Honestly, he's bitter. I hate the defensive philosophy, but so far it's been effective. He will... Sp- we will see if it works against a top-flight quarterback. It's never worked against a top-flight quarterback. Go with Jonathan Gannett's history as an Eagle coordinator. Every quarterback that he has had, different personnel at the cornerback position this year for sure. Okay? But you never played against a top-flight guy. Aaron Rodgers? One guy in 18 weeks. Shit, the NFC Championship game, he played against Christian McCaffrey. So, quite frankly... That's what they're saying. Jonathan Gannon has a hole in the middle of the field. And if you got a red zone offense, which I don't think Kansas City does, who's their big back? Who's Kansas City's go-to guy in the red zone? This is where I think they're going to get. I think Kansas City, if Kansas City struggles, Jared Goff is Tony's big, big-time quarterback they've played this year. Case closed. 
if, if Tony's saying the best quarterback this year that the Eagles have played is Jared Goff, you make Ayuk's point. You make Ayuk's point. Here's where I think Kansas City is going to have big problems. Once they get inside the 20, they're going to have to throw it every down. Who's going to run it in? Mahomes? That's a gamble, man, to put him on the move with a hurt wheel. I'm not doing that. Okay? Arthur goes Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff are your two top guys. Okay? You're making the point every time you open your faces. Every time you throw a name out that you've played against this year, you're making my point. You make my point every quarterback you mentioned this year. Mahomes will feel the pressure. He better. You will not beat him if you don't get to him. Um, Aaron Rodgers threw for 78% of the game. You didn't stop him. He put up 34 on you. What are you talking about? You didn't stop Aaron Rodgers. You stopped Aaron Rodgers. Shit, the guy Jordan Love threw a TD pass. What are you talking about? Rodgers didn't have a poor game. His completion percentage was high. It was in the 70s. And he's on a bad team this year. You didn't stop Aaron Rodgers. He had success against you. Put up 33. My point is, Jonathan Gannett's never stopped. And, 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 hey, Tone, he's, dude, Derek Carr threw for 80% against this team. Again, different corners. So I give that benefit of the doubt for sure. It's a better group back there in the secondary. CJ makes all the difference in the world. I get it. I get it. But is the Eagle defense overrated? You tell me if you think these stats are overrated. Spectacular sack total. 80 sacks. Averaging 70 in the, since week 11. You've given up 74% completion percentage to quarterbacks. You think that's good or bad? It's a con. It's it, 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 it's a it's a contradiction. Every time you look at the Eagle defense, dude, there's really nobody big time that they've played this year offensively. Minnesota was exactly who everybody thought Minnesota was going to be. I thought they'd be better. Okay, but they were. They got to get better on defense. They're terrible on defense. Ship. Dak threw for 78% completion percentage against the Eagle defense. Put up 40 points on you. Jalen Hurts can't play secondary. Dak, Dak had a big game on you. Dak didn't have a big game on you. He threw 78. Hey, here, I'll just ask. What was Dak Prescott's completion percentage against the Eagles in 2022? 77-1. It's not a lie. 
Give me the lie. He's got a 77-1 completion percentage against Jonathan Gannon's defense. This is Mahomes. Okay? This is Mahomes. And Andy Reid. Goes back to Gannon's philosophy. He's showing he doesn't care about completion percentage. He cares more about... Yeah, because you know why? See what Tone's saying here? I'm going to tell you exactly what this philosophy is. He goes back to Gannon's philosophy. He's showing... He doesn't care about completion percentage. He cares more about the scoreboard. Most of these defenses in the NFL are playing this way. You know why? Tone just validated my point, and I'm going to tell you why. When I play against David Mills, he's going to make a mistake. When I play against Tyler Heineke, he's going to make a mistake in a sequence of plays. When I play against uh, Cooper Rush, he's going to make a mistake. When I play against... Shit, pick one of these shitty quarterbacks. Tyson Hill. Oh, you guys lost that one. When I when I make any of the Daniel Jones, when I make when 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 I play against any of those guys, he's counting on those guys to make mistakes because they're not seasoned quarterbacks. He's right. But when you play against seasoned quarterbacks, that's why they torch you. The secondary is healthy now. It wasn't for most of the season, especially in the second half, Vernon. That's why those numbers look like that. Things are different now. Some truth to that. Some truth to that. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon looks at the quarterbacks they're playing, and he sees Daniel Jones. He knows Daniel Jones is going to have a fuck-up somewhere in the series and turn it over, or three and out. Yeah. You're not doing that against Rodgers or Mahomes or any of those other guys. They're going to throw for high completions percentages, and they're going to put the ball in the end zone on you. My point is, they knew that. And it's a smart philosophy. Let the inexperienced guy make the mistake. That's why the Eagles don't throw the ball down the field a lot in the second half. Because you know why? They're not going to have high percentage turnover plays. Since the league has evolved into a pass-heavy league, so many teams are afraid to get beat over the top. The most talented young athletes aren't even growing up wanting to be running backs, the wanting to be receivers. That's why the position, hey, Tone, I never thought in my lifetime I would ever see a wide receiver make more than a running back, and he does. Dude, kids don't want to be. They, want, they don't want to get this. When you're a wide receiver coming into college now, you could hit less, make more money. What do you want to do? Thank you, Arthur. Appreciate it, my friend. Okay? I mean, seriously. I get hit less, and I make more money. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All I'm saying to you is this. Hurts is going to have to make plays in this game versus those other two games that he played in the postseason. He wasn't very – he was kind of decent in the Giant game. In the NFC Championship game, he didn't have to be. But against Kansas City and Andy Reid, you're going to have to be. Now, look, to me, again, I want to beat you with balance in this game. And here's why I beat you with balance in this game. I go like this to the guy. You got two rookie corners, man. You got 2,000-yard receivers. What are you going to do, put them in your mailbox and leave them there? And just try to go up and down the field one-dimensionally against Mahomes and Andy? You're going to get beat doing that crap. 
You got all this. And, and like I said, I'll say it again. Eagles, I said it from day one last year. Best roster in the league, deepest roster in the league. You have more stars than them. Use them. Use them. You're tied in. Kansas City can't cover that dude. That's going to be the game right there. There are two dudes right there. Kansas City's linebackers can't cover Goddard, and the Eagle linebackers cannot cover Travis Kelsey. Seth has been saying it all year. Get Sanders going, too. Dude, this is Miles Sanders' final football game as a Philadelphia Eagle. Okay? They're not paying him seven and a half million bucks. They're not going to pay him. That's not what they're going to do. Okay? Run this guy's wheels off him. Get him going, man. See, here's what you got here. Watch this. It's almost like, it's almost like Roberto Duran fighting a guy like Mayweather. Duran can knock you out with both hands back in the day. Okay? And this guy's just going to pepper you. Man, I want to beat Duran. I'm going to go headhunting on this guy. The Eagles are a dominant team. I think that KC team's the finesse team. That's a powder puff team. That's a team that tries to spread you out immediately. And Philadelphia's got those horses up front. There's a reason why all the millionaires are in the offense and in the offensive line. You got two tackles making $20 million a piece. You got a center making 10. You got a guard making five. Dude, look at all that money up there. Use them. Run the damn ball. Beat people up. Get Goddard going. My only point, once again, my only point is this. You see this resume? If I was to give this to Joe Mesa, he'd never hire me. He'd never hire me. Hey, he'd never hire me as an attorney. I got killed in the national title game. I got killed in the semifinal game. I got killed in a wild card game. And I've played okay. Jalen's going to have to play big. He's going to have to play big because Mahomes and Andy are going to keep the game close. Going to keep the game close. I mentioned Joe Mason, man. There's only one dude in Philly that have this, uh, the Stunads to sit there and, 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 and sponsor the Big Seal show, the National Football Show. And here's Joe Mason right now, man, bringing a caravan out to Glendale. And, yo, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you coming aboard, man. This is really cool. Thanks for having me, Dan. How you doing, man? I was watching a little bit of the show uh, before I came on, and uh, you know I'm with you there. I think this is going to be a little bit of a dogfight, but it's going to be fun. Um, I think you know this is Jalen Hurts' chance to have a coming out party. He's done it uh, and stepped up everywhere he's been uh, at every level, from Alabama when he was down and got replaced by Tua in the championship game at Oklahoma. Uh, here in Philadelphia behind Wentz and people not believing in him. And, uh, you know, he comes in, I think, still with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. But uh, like you said, I think it all starts up front with the lines, both on offense and defense, um, establishing the run. Uh, I think you're right. The tight ends are are difficult to cover here. Although, I, I don't know, I was thinking a little bit about maybe a little C.J. Gardner-Johnson covering uh, – Travis Kelsey instead of linebackers, because I think linebackers are a problem. Um, you know, he's a problem for them. That's a tough matchup. And, uh, you know, getting after um, getting after Mahomes, uh, 
stopping them from running the ball and getting after Mahomes, but being able to contain him too, I think uh, you got an advantage there with Hassan, Hassan Reddick uh, against their their uh, tackle that he'll be going against, and you know hopefully he can get off and hunt a little bit. I, I Joe, I'd, I'd move him around as much as I could to test that ankle out. Let's see what he's got because to me, if he's limited in that pocket, and I'm talking Mahomes. If you move him around and he's limited on moving around, I think that's going to play right into that front seven who's been absolutely dynamite this year. And, 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 and I completely agree with you on that. I want to throw this at you too, Joe. I said last week that this whole notion about Jalen Hurts not being an elite quarterback started in Alabama. And the reason I say it started with Joe, it started with Nick Saban is because there he was a national championship night. He pulls the kid. And right there in front of everybody in the world, he pulls the kid on the national championship stage. And everyone right there, always from that moment, the narrative was he wasn't big time. And he's been fighting that the entire time. Went to Oklahoma. You know, he was a second rounder. He was brought into Philly. Not many people really liked the second round pick. It's turned out maybe to be the best pick in the history for Howie Roseman. But, I mean, this is a game right here, Joe, where – he can erase everything and climb into that Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow league. You win a game like this to change the narrative on who you are. Absolutely. I mean, this is the chance to show not only that he's good enough, but he's great enough to do it on the biggest stage with the best players, uh, you know, in, in the Super Bowl. Can't top that. Absolutely. So you take a tailgate. So wait a minute now. Let me get this right. <clears throat> so you're gonna you're gonna stop in Kansas City to talk some shit at Arrowhead, and then you're gonna go and then you're gonna go up to Glendale and you're gonna bring all the Eagle fans out there to Glendale. Hey, the last time the Eagle fans were in Glendale, I was like, is that Lincoln Financial West? I couldn't <laughs> believe what that thing looked like. So so are you bringing a caravan like across the country here? Yeah, it's like go big or go home, Dan. That's the way I live my life. So. We throw a tailgate every home Eagles game. Um, we have a tailgate trailer all fitted out. We have two beers on tap, two big screen TVs, pizza oven, grill, full bar, um, the whole thing. We got a 38-foot RV that we're dragging this trailer out there on. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, Dan. I have uh, seven people driving that RV nonstop <laughs> straight. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, though. I'm I'm past that point in my life. I'm flying out there. I'm going to see them off, <laughs> and I'm going to be there to meet them when we get there, and we're going to throw it up and have a big-time Philly party uh, out there in Arizona. We have probably 30 people going out, and we're going to meet other people. We're going to invite Eagles fans and have a real hometown Philly tailgate in Arizona, not like, you know, these fancy tailgates you got to pay a thousand or five hundred dollars to get into where you have Guy Fieri cooking some fancy food, just old time Philly burgers, cheesesteaks, you know, pizza. And uh, it's going to be a blast. And any real Philly fans, any real Eagles fans out there that want to come, they're welcome. Okay, so how long you been an Eagle fan? As long as I can remember my entire life, you know, who's your favorite Eagle? My favorite eagle of all time, Brian. Yeah, all time. Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins, why? Just because a couple of things. One, his passion, I think, matches the passion of the uh, of the city. 
too. He's a guy who had workmanlike um, player that brought it every single day, never took a playoff, never took a day off. And he understood the fans here and the passion, the fans here when he would get out there after every touchdown the Eagles scored and sing the Eagles fight song along with the fans, get them all riled up as he would come out onto the field. Just uh, something about him. In addition to his play, I mean, you know, hard-nosed guy. Uh, never forget that hit on Algie Crumpler. Just, you know, lighten people up. Philly fans love defense and love players like that. That's the epitome of what we do here. I can say not that I was ever a big-time football player like you, but I played a little bit in high school, and I enjoyed playing defense, and I enjoyed hitting people. It was much more fun than getting hit. So wait a minute now. you got a documentary, too. They're going to die. So, like, uh, 6 ABC is going to document this whole thing, too, and put a documentary together for yep. you, too. This is, dude, this is great. It's already started. It was on 6 ABC on Saturday night and Sunday morning. Tomorrow, Tuesday evening, before the trailer takes off, they're going to do another shoot from, uh, from on location when the trailer takes off. We got two GoPros. We'll be documenting the whole thing on the way out. The stop in the... Uh, Kansas City right through Arrowhead Stadium is right on the route we're taking, and we're going to film two versions there at the stop at Arrowhead. One will be uh, appropriate for television, and one won't. So, you know, <laughs> one's going to be okay for them to play. The other one's going to be real down-and-dirty Philly style that maybe we'll post on YouTube. And, uh, See, so and, Joe's, Joe, Joe's like, he's like Tom Cruise. He, he flies in, you know, everyone else is going in there. I'll be flying into Kansas city, you know, then I'm flying into Glendale, everyone well, else. They're going to be handling the, the other work there. I'll just parachute in here. <laughs> look, Dan, I don't know about you, but 50 hours. No, that ain't working for me either. RV <laughs> with seven dudes and no women. No. Um, <laughs> hey Joe, I'm, I'm like you, man. You know what? I tell everybody, big Sills doesn't go to bars with 10 dudes. And I don't get in a van with 20 dudes either. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, I can't wait to see this thing, though, man. So has has the first one aired already, the beginning of it on 6ABC? Yeah, the first one aired on Saturday night and Sunday morning. It's probably on 6ABC.com. We also have a, a Facebook group, and everything's going to be posted up on the Facebook group. Um, I can send you that information. I sent it to yeah. Joe already. Um I'll shoot it off to you. So everything as they go on the GoPro, all the things on 6ABC are being posted. They're meeting us out there. So uh, when we get there, we're going to do a shoot out there. And we're also uh, talking about maybe uh, doing something for the pregame during the tailgate while we're there. Absolutely, Paisan. I appreciate you doing this very much. And uh, send that information over. Maybe we'll do another one here when you get out there too. So. We'll get, we'll get a bird's eye view of all these dudes there and see what's going on here as we get ready for Super Bowl 57. By the way, I say this, second title in five years, Joe. It's the greatest era Eagle football in the history of the franchise on what's going on right now. Different coaches, different quarterbacks. I mean, I mean, Tommy McDonald is great and all that, but I'll yeah. tell you this, this is the greatest era that the team's ever seen. I think you're right. We need to bring this one home, though, for all the people in Philly that can't make it there. But, uh, you know, we have the right horses um, to get it done. And uh, it's just about going out there and playing the game, the right uh, game plan and making it happen. Absolutely. Brother, I appreciate it, man. We'll catch up with you again. All right, Dan. Good seeing you. I'll send that info and hopefully we'll catch up before that.
You got it, man. That is our friend Joe Mesa from Mesa and Associates, too. Please hit the like button. Hour number two. Don't forget Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia at the bottom of the hour. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Mesa and Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Postgame Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Postgame, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! 
International Football Show. CBS has ranked the top 22 players in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Pro Football Focus also has the top 100 rankings when it comes to free agents, and there are a ton of eagles on it. Also, Gary Cobb at the bottom of the hour. You think Jalen shows up finally to a big game? Surely hope so. Surely hope so. Is hey, you know, I never I never closed that one topic up though. Do I think the Eagle defense is overrated? No. No. I don't think they're as good as they think they are. But I don't think they're overrated. If that makes any kind of sense. Like, watch this. Do I think they're the in the top five defenses in the NFL? I do. Okay, I do. But you can beat that team. If you have an elite quarterback, you can beat them. You can beat them because the coordinator is afraid of big plays. And if you got Kelsey and you got Mahomes and Andy Reid, they can beat him. Jonathan Gannon. Again, is it Jonathan Gannon or a scheme? Isn't it the same scheme as a year ago? It's better players this year. Is it Gannon or the players? Let me ask you this. The de- that's it, Brian. The defensive coordinator's overrated. Perfect. Correct. The defensive coordinator's overrated. It's not the defense. It's the same defense of a year ago. What'd they do? They added personnel. Got better players this year. It's not a better scheme. Is that fair? Is that fair? Tone, is that fair? Only thing different from a year ago is better players this year. It ain't a better scheme. How we put better players on Jonathan Gannon's simple defense. Okay? Jonathan Gannon's not doing anything differently from a year ago that he's doing right now. He's not doing anything different. Gannon's the one that's overrated. The defense, you know what? That's a great take. The defense is not, the coordinator is. I think Shane Steichen's overrated too. You keep telling you guys keep telling me he's a great play caller. No, he's not. Jalen Hurts is a great decision maker. This is all roster driven and the players on it. This ain't coaching. I don't really look. I think Kyle Shanahan's overrated. I've been telling you that for a long time. Kyle Shanahan is an overrated coach. Okay? I mean, so when people go like this, Nick Sirianni's going for the ride. Here, let me do this to you. Let me let me let me ask you guys, plain and simple here. And I'll watch this, and I'll agree with you. You tell me, don't you think. When you look at Shane Steichen, say he goes he goes like this. Okay, we're going to run an RPO. Go, Jalen. That's play calling? That's Jalen's decision-making on what he sees during the play. That's not an offensive skilled play that you designed for somebody to run an out pattern. That's Jalen. All Jalen. Now, the scheme they put together is the collective ideology on the kid's skill set. 
And that does take some skill. What they're basically doing is this. What's a kid do great? He runs the ball, and he's a great decision maker. Okay, let's build an offense to that. That's exactly what they did. That's not a skilled play. When you watch Andy Reid doing a play sheet, and you watch Andy Reid calling plays for Mahomes, that's a play caller. That's a play caller. Okay? When you watch Jalen run the offense, it is completely all him on those plays. I, I, I don't think Shane Steichen's really got anything to do with the play calling. Because they leave it up to Jalen. And on defense, that guy's not doing anything exotic or anything different than he did a year ago. He's just got better ball players this year. That's not a guy who designs who designs design schemes. I will give him credit on this. Okay? I will give him credit on this. Okay? I will. He figured out the Rubik's Cube on Hassan Reddick and how to use him. He did figure that out. Okay? They figured that out. Where Arizona and Carolina couldn't. And really, at the beginning of the season, it wasn't looking promising. Okay? He's got to get credit for figuring him out. Tone goes, the Eagles offense isn't complex. Correct. What makes it dynamic is Jalen's ability to manipulate an opponent's front seven with his quick decision-making. Amen. But guess what, Tone? That's not play-calling. That's ideology. That's not play calling. You're not putting, you're not scripting out 16 plays in a row for Jalen Hurts. You're not. You're not scripting plays for Jalen. That's why Steichen is going to work in Arizona. Kyler Murray. Don't, don't script plays for Kyler Murray or you're going to get a disaster. Which is already there kind of. Because I think that's what Cliff Kingsbury tried to do. They tried to wheel him in. Remember, that's what they were talking about, studying? Kyler Murray doesn't want to study. Kyler Murray wants to play ball like Jalen. Leave it up to me. Leave the decision-making up to me, and I'm going to get you across the finish line. That's why he was rolling his eyes all the time, because they were trying to keep him in guardrails. There's no guardrails for Jalen Hurts. There's absolutely no guardrails for him. No, right. They they have an idea. That's why sometimes you go like this. Can I tell you? Like Chicago, here's a great example of what's wrong with that system and what's wrong with that way that they call plays. Why in the world would you throw the ball against a football team in Chicago that was 31st against the run to get your quarterback hammered? You know why? Because they were leaving the decision-making to Jalen. Any coach in his right mind would have ran the ball. Number two, running attack in the NFL, and you're throwing it? Why? You guys just got through telling me, Sills, they didn't need to throw it against the Niners. They didn't need to throw it against the Giants. Why'd you throw it against the Bears? They won three games this year. And you got your quarterback killed in the process. Why? Hey, um, Tone, I missed the super chat. Can you put that bad puppy up there for me, please? I... Thanks, Maniac. I appreciate it, man. In Jalen's 17 games, the Eagles have more 
yards rushing than opposing teams have passing yards. That's dominant, Sills. Yeah, it's one-dimensional. They're not throwing the ball. They're not that they're not throwing the ball. Jalen's injured. That was poor decision that game. That game that game has set the offense back though because the quarterback got injured. Personally, I think that that exposed the coaches a little bit. Then what happened? Andy Dalton beat him. That's that tells me the Eagles are beating teams up with physicality. Yeah. 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 But you're not going to beat Kansas City one-dimensionally. That's a quarterback that will rip up Jonathan Gannon. Now, there's fun, there's flaws in that offense. You don't have a running game. You don't have a deep threat. Well, Mahomes has been more patient this year because he's had to be. Okay? He's had to be. In my opinion, Andy Reid has to spread out that, that Eagle defense. Okay? They got to spread them out as much as they possibly can. And they got to get Kelsey space. And Mahomes has got to be able to move around. If he can't, long night. Long night for Kansas City. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at this guy, Robert. Minshew was that quarterback. No shit. That's why they had a horrible game plan. They gave Gardner Minshew RPOs to run. That's a heck of an OC. Calling Jalen Hurts plays for Gardner Minshew in the Saints game showed me the ineptness of what they think when it comes to moving the chains. If you have different personnel in there. They didn't change anything? They thought Gardner Minshew could run Jalen's offense? Who would in their right mind would think that? Who in their right mind would think that Gardner Minshew could run the Eagle offense? Okay. Ignore his college, okay college championship. Okay. I'll just do his pros. He sucked in the Buck game. He was okay in the Giant game. And he sucked in the NFC title game. Okay. Sure. Not I'll, I'll just do his pro games. His postseason pro games. Not very good. He's been below average as a quarterback in all of his NFL postseason games. All. The Giant game was okay. It was okay. The other one stunk. That's his resume. It's not me. That's not an opinion. There wasn't one game. Like I said, the giant game, kind of. He hasn't had 200 yards of total offense. If he's dual threat, he hasn't had 200 yards of total offense in any playoff game. Oh, he did. Wait a minute. The Buck game, he had 297. He had a 60 quarterback rating. I'm out, Big Sills. Take care, D. Have a good one. <clears throat> I would to be fair, he's but Isaiah, that's my point. 
He is hurt. Agreed. Agreed. Question, doesn't context matter? Most in the Giants game, they blew the doors off them in the first half. Tone, I don't think this is an ability thing with Jalen. I think this is, again, an injury issue. I What I did was, before I bring Gary Cobb in here, I'm going to, look, what I said to you is this. This is Andy Reid now, who is his third Super Bowl in four years with the Chiefs. And before I bring Gary in, 2017 national title game. He was 31 attempts, 13 completions, 131 <clears throat> yards. He had 63 yards rushing, 194 total offense. He stunk in that game. 2019 semifinal game, 31 attempts, 15 completions, 217. He stunk in that game. Well, uh, Burrow threw for seven touchdowns. 2022 NFL wild card game, 43 attempts, 23 completions. 258, he had a 60 quarterback rating. He stunk in that game. The Giant game, he was kind of good in this game. 24 attempts, 16, 154, two touchdowns, one rushing, 112 quarterback rating, his best effort. Then in the NFC title game, 25 attempts, 15 completions, 93 yards, 30 yards with the gift, 121, 39 yards rushing, had a 70 quarterback rating. He's going to have to play better in this game. To beat Mahomes and Andy Reid is my only point, okay? He's got to have a moment here where he makes plays in the passing game, I think, to beat Kansas City. Let's bring Fox 29's Gary Cobb in. Gary, I mean, they and, and, and to the fairness, and again, I want to make so that the Eagle defense in that NFC title game was a dynamic force mm-hmm. why they're in the Super Bowl, but – don't you think Jalen's going to have to make plays in the Super Bowl? They're going to have to be more balanced in that Super Bowl to beat Kansas City if they want to take home the Lombardi Trophy. Am I wrong or right? I think so. Uh, I think there's an outside chance, you know, they could be dominant, you know, uh, with their ground game and uh, and the defense playing well. But they need a passing game. I mean, they really didn't have one. Um, because they knocked out the two quarterbacks – you know, they could have had one of us playing quarterback for them. I mean, it, they didn't need it. But with Mahomes over there, you know, he, he's going to generate offense. They're going to score some points. I mean, Kansas City is going to score some points. So, you know, they're, they're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, I think that you can be confident the Eagles are going to have a running game. But they need a passing game, too, to take advantage of all these opportunities. I mean, really, he missed uh, A.J., you know, in, in the game against the 49ers, he had six. Just lay it up there, put some air under that ball, and, and that's a touchdown. And then, you know, when you hit them like that, then everybody's, you know, start wrapping up their stuff. They're heading for the exits because they were running the ball. They couldn't stop them from running the ball. They went totally run, and they still couldn't stop them. So, you know, if you sprinkle in a passing game, the defense is done, you know. But they didn't have a passing game. They just ran the ball exclusively against the Niners, which is an indictment of them because, I, you know, I mean, how many times have I seen guys running up the middle untouched for touchdowns? But they didn't have a passing game. They're not going to be able to do that against Kansas City. How about this, Gary? Jalen's got to get it going. Let me throw this at you, too. I said this about Jonathan Gannon. 
I don't think the John I, – I know Ayuk from the 49ers said that the defense was a little overrated. I'm going to make this point to you, and you tell me if you agree or disagree. Um, I don't think the defense is overrated. I think the coordinator is overrated, and I'll tell you why. He's not doing anything different than he did from a year ago to today, and to me, he's just got better players. I mean, there's yep. nothing different than what that guy has done, and every time he's played these high-percentage quarterbacks – uh, like like Dak went for 77.1 completion percentage. I mean, yeah. he has struggled. So is that a fair statement that I think the defense got better players on it than it did a year ago? I mean, really, you know, um, and I don't want to get the, the Eagles you know, too hyped up about the Eagles, but they are strong. I mean, you know, uh, you could really maybe look at their linebackers and say, well, they're not great. But every other area, you not only say they're good, you could say they're great. I mean, Look at the defensive line. I mean, how oh, yeah. many sacks do they have to get? Nobody's been able to consistently block them. Um, now, you know, of course, people have run the ball on them some, but that hasn't been consistent, And you know, since they got those big guys in there. And, you know, uh, in the secondary, they got an outstanding secondary. So, And they have won with all those different areas. I mean, the, the, there have been times where, they, you know, the, the defensive backs have just basically won the game. Then you've had the defensive line do it. So they are they have an exception, exceptional talent to have all those guys and they've got depth too. So they um should be able to if they come out and play the way they're capable, mm. you know, they are, I think are the best team in the NFL this year. Absolutely, Gary. I I I completely agree. Gary, but wouldn't you wouldn't you say it's 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 more when you see a guy like Andy Reid and you have Patrick Mahomes. Take a look at the guys that this Eagle defense has played against. David Mills, Tyler Heineke, <laughs> Cooper Rush. I mean, you know, Gannett's philosophy is this. I believe in a, I believe in a 10-play drive. Let's say it's 10 plays. Those One yeah. of those guys is going to make a mistake somewhere. There's going to be a three and out somewhere in there. Yeah. But that's why when you get with a guy like Reed and Mahomes, that's where you get in trouble because – yeah. Those guys know how to move the chains. Are you concerned about Reed versus Gannon going I, I, into the game? I'm concerned about that because um, I do think that, you know, um, Andy and, and with Mahomes, uh, because, you know, Andy's going to draw stuff up. Mahomes is going to take it to another level level with the fact that he's going to ad-lib some stuff too. So he, he can make plays in uh, you know, both of them. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That, that definitely is something to think about, uh, you know, and that's why offensively, you know, they, they got to put the ball in the end zone. You know, they need to have, you know, drives where they're eating up uh, time, but they got to put the ball in the end zone. Eating up time is not good enough if you're not scoring points. And I'm talking about touchdowns. You know, I'm not talking about field goals. I'm talking about marching down there and putting that ball in the end zone. That's what you got to do against a guy like Mahomes. And really, honestly, the thing that concerns me is, you know, I, you know, you see a guy like Mahomes and you say, doggone it, if, they, if it's two minutes left and you let him have the ball and you're only up by six, you're basically putting him in a position, you know, the, to score and let everybody go off into the sunset and, the, you know, the balloons are going off, everybody's up. No, we don't want that. We do not want him with the ball with a chance to win the game. We want that game already decided. We don't want Mahomes with the ball, you know. Uh, the Eagles have got a good defense and everything, but but Mahomes, he, he's the best quarterback in the league. I, I don't think it's really much a debate right now because, you know, for him for them to beat Cincinnati, they shouldn't have beat Cincinnati. You know, I was looking at the game, thought oh, Cincinnati's going to win this game. Now Mahomes, he made a couple of plays where you're going like, how did he do that? Right. But he, he he can work he can work his magic and he can take over a game. You know that he can do that. And so they don't want to leave it up to Mahomes. And and uh, you know, I, I look at Kansas City, I see a, they got a they got three players really that are like that, which is you know, you got the Kelsey, dude gets open all the time. Oh my goodness, where did you get this guy from? And you know, and he's a special player, and then you got Chris Jones on the defense. Those three. You know, they could beat the Eagles because Jones can act up. I mean, the guy is a tremendous combination of quickness and speed. You know, I mean, probably more, more quickness than his speed. He's not really, you know, straight ahead fast, but he's quick inside there. And he's got the long arms and everything, just the kind of thing where – and then they're moving him around because he's a matchup. You know, he, you got to know where he's lined up all the time, all that stuff. So – those three guys are the ones that you you know you, you're concerned about, and they're they're special. They're all three are special players. Gary, are 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 you concerned? Is it too inviting to see two rookie corners, and 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 to to maybe try to get out of like your physicality, running the ball, establishing? Because if I come to the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and I see Chris Jones in the D line, and I'm like, man, I mean, I'm basically banging my head against the wall here a little bit. Not saying yeah. that I don't think Kelsey and Sayamalo can handle them, but what I'm thinking to myself, man, 
I got two 1,000 yard receivers. Yeah. Okay. And there's yeah. Spagnola, who again, who I think is one of the better DCs in the NFL. Yeah. Gary, that's, I mean, that's got to be enticing for the offense to want to try to at least challenge those corners. And they got to do it. That's why this has got to be a game where they're going to need some of that. You know, I, I don't see them winning this game just solely with just a ground attack. They need a passing attack. They need to be able to throw the ball like they did earlier in the season because they are going to get opportunities, just like they had opportunities against the Niners. Only they got to they got to connect on them. They got to they got to go ahead and cash out. You can't be missing people, you know. Uh, and so hopefully, you know, Jalen has gotten enough work where they've been able to work together. Because I, I understand where if you're not working, if a guy's on the shelf and then you're not doing it consistently. Before, hey, they're doing it every other day. They're out there throwing the ball, man. They're, you know, uh, they get a lot of work together because you, you do need that to get in sync. But they need to be in sync because they're going to be opportunities. They need to cash into it because they do not want this game going down to the wire. Look, I might just get up and leave <laughs> if it's, <laughs> if it's uh, late in the game. And doggone it, Mahomes got the ball. I'm going, no, I do not like this, you know. As kids, we used to see the movie on TV. You knew the bad guy was winning the whole game or the whole movie. The bad guy is is winning. But you during know, our time, Gary, if if Montana got the ball with a minute thirty, you're you're sitting here going, Jesus, man, with Jerry Rice, come hey, on, man, you know it's, you're done. You you just saying, like I said, like the kid looking at the movies when Superman, come on, Superman is gonna win. Come on, this is his movie. And that's the way it is with Mahomes. That's why we do not want Mahomes anywhere near the field with them with a chance to come back and win. That means the Eagles have blown opportunities. They didn't play at the level they're capable of. That means they probably had times where Jalen missed some open receivers or something, or or or, or the uh the the they turned the ball over with something stupid that they just they they played down to their level. If they play the way they're capable of playing, the game will will be over. Yeah, you know? I agree. But if but if you let it with Mahomes, I'm telling you, we don't want to see that. Gary, I see <laughs> I see a 31-17 Eagle game. However, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I mean, Mahomes versus Gannon. I'm sorry. Come on. The talent's better. Yeah, Andy's a, one of the greatest head coaching play callers of all time, all yep. time. Mm-hmm. And you got one of the great generational players of all time. Actually, you've got two generational yes. players. That's right. Kelsey and in Mahomes. The Hall of Famers. How many times have yep. you seen those guys throw themselves out of come trouble? On. I'm telling you, I, you know, come on. I've been looking, I'm looking at these guys games. Oh, man. You know, you, you're saying to the TV. Hey, would you guys guard Kelsey? <laughs> I mean, they, they're down by the goal line. You're going, you, you're kidding me? They left Kelsey open? I, I mean, what are you doing? You, you don't know how it d- happens. I mean, I've seen where he fakes a block like he's blocking the defensive end. Everybody leaves. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> they're throwing the ball to Kelsey. Hey, bloop. He, he walks into the end zone. You're going, I can't believe this. Do, do you never see their games? Guard Kelsey, please. And, you know, I mean, they've been doing this. So 
you know, and, and then, you know, I mean, you get into a game with great players. Sometimes you get in there and you realize the trouble everybody else is having, you know. You don't realize it until you get in there playing them. But, you know, but you know they've done it enough times to where it's not as simple as just go in there and do this. So I figured they're going to have some problems with them. They need Jalen to have a – he needs to have a big game. You got confidence. You know the running game is going to be there. Will – the passing attack be there. They've got guys. These guys can get open. They need to get it going early. I would, uh, you know, I mean, um, Shane Steichen, he needs to get to, get him in a groove early because you need to be able to do both. And then if they get both of them going, I think they can win comfortably. But I do too. I'm one of, you know, not they brought gotta up play, a lot. They got to play better than they did. Not brought up a lot, Gary, but say they win the Super Bowl here. You know, big conversations always about Jalen getting his contract and getting his money. Uh huh. Would you, going into a third year with two years remaining on a contract, I believe he signed a five-year contract at around six to seven million dollars. Would you think of adding another year to Nick Sirianni's contract if Nick Sirianni wins the Super Bowl? Would you? Would you address that? Would you not address it? I mean. I mean. He's still got see. some years on it. He's still got a couple years, but he'll be going into his third year, having won the Super Bowl in his second year. Yeah. Would you think about adding that? Well, you know, if, if they win the Super Bowl, uh, I, I, I definitely would consider that. I mean, that's a gesture where you're saying, hey, you, you did a great job. I mean, you know, they win the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. The guy comes up. He's already won the Super Bowl. I, I could see something like as a gesture. Yeah. Say, hey. You know, that's the way we do around here. People produce, we we take care of you. And so, uh, yeah, I can see The reason see I say this is because yeah. Sean Payton just signed a contract for $18 million. Yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, okay, he's the highest paid player next to Russell Wilson on the Denver Broncos. I mean, he's got a Super Bowl. And so if he ends up wow. getting a Super Bowl, wouldn't you do it in good? I mean, they extended Doug. That's what Yales just said to me. He goes, uh -huh. They extended him, but, but, but I mean, just for like job well done. Here's an extra year. That's right. I I think that's fitting. Uh, I, I you know I think he's done a tremendous job. Uh, they really have you know utilized uh, the talent, and they they've done they've done a great job. I mean, they haven't been perfect, but they have done a great job. There's a great, um, you know, I I like I like the whole flow and the feel around the team. You know, they're focused on football, but it's not heavy. It's light. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, we expect to do well, but we're pushing them. But they're still pushing guys, you know. So it's a, you know, it's a, hey, you know, they got a good atmosphere with good attitude. Guys want to win. Guys that want to uh, do what they got to do to win. Meaning like, what is this is what I got to do to win? We want to win. We got to be out here all day. We got to go into the meeting room and be in there for another two hours. What do we need to do to win? So they got that kind of attitude. And Jalen is, of course, a, a good pusher of it. But you got to give Nick credit. And, and these guys like playing for Nick. Yeah. However he does, does it, you can say whatever you want. The guys like playing for him. They play hard for him. That's what you want out of your coach. And so I could see um, definitely taking care of him uh, because of that, because that is what it's all about. And uh, I hope that, you know, they go ahead and accomplish what they're, they, they want to do and you know, uh, you know, maybe they add a year. Maybe they add a year to Howie. They could do that. I think Howie's Howie deserves it too. Come on, he's 
he's been the key guy in here, man. How he's done a amazing job. Five years. The guy's I mean, done an amazing job. Say what you want. I mean, he, he has right. stacked this. Come on. I mean, I, I would probably say even uh, well, you know, I, I wouldn't want to cut Nick off and say uh, that that Howie's been more Howie than, but Howie's done a tremendous job. This team is stacked. You know, now fittingly, all this stuff with despite all that's been done. Is going to come down to the guy we've talked about all year, and he's still <laughs> up there. Uh, he's the guy, Jalen. Jalen, he got to finish with a great performance, and then we'll ride. They can ride off into the sunset, but they need a passing game. They got to have a passing game this week, and so if they, no, they get gotta that, be, if they're not balanced, they'll lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Mahomes, I'm telling you. We do not want – we don't want the drama at the end, so don't l- let it be close. Because, like I said, I'm going to walk out of the stadium, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Gary, thank you so much, my friend. should be a All great right. Sunday. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You got it. Gary Cobb, please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry – Injured victims are always the underdog, but that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! button thank you guys it is super bowl 56 week it's gonna be a interesting game let me ask you guys i'll ask you because i just talked to gary cobb about it would you add an extra year to nick sirianni's deal if they win the super bowl would you add one If I'm not mistaken, I think he signed a five-year contract in 19. No, in 20. One. He signed a contract in 21 for five years. Around six to seven million dollars. Would you add an extra year for goodwill and good work? If they win the Super Bowl, if they don't, maybe not. But if they win it, would you add an extra year? They extended Doug after he won it in 17. And yeah, I'm sure he had years remaining on his additional year. On his additional contract or his original contract, I should say. Guys, no, really? Why Russ let it play out? Okay, so, huh, you want to rush to get Jalen signed, but you don't want to, wait, because you do it, you have, you do, you have years, but goodwill, like, you know, hey, job well done. No? All right. Does he deserve a raise? The reason I bring this up is because Sean Payton, a Super Bowl winning coach, is making $18 million. These salaries are going up. These salaries are going up, okay? And quite frankly, Sirianni would be the lowest paid Super Bowl winning uh, coach in the league if he was to win it. Doug's making 12. Carroll makes like 14. Um, Belichick makes 20. Shit, even um, in 2023, McVay's going to make 18 million. Doesn't count against the cap. That doesn't count against the cap. Okay? Hurts 14-1 and in the season, two playoff wins. Yeah, he sucked in the playoff wins. He wasn't a factor in the playoff wins. He wasn't. Was a non-factor. By the way, a network ranked all 22 of the starters. 
Also, Pro Football Focus sent me something very interesting over about upcoming free agents. We're going to do that all at the top of the hour. Um, how about Howie? Would you add an additional year to Howie? Okay. Didn't Jalen beat Dak? No. <clears throat> no, he didn't. Flores going to Arizona. Is that what the rumor is? I, I knew he had a second interview. Would you add an extra year on what Howie has done if he wins his second Super Bowl in five years? He I, and, and by the way, I know he just signed an extension. He just signed a three-year contract extension. I get it. But again, goodwill. And I know the league kind of is frowning on that, because, but, but Howie's not going anywhere. Howie wins his second title in five years. That's pretty accomplished. How about this? If Howie Roseman wins his second, here's a, here's a better one for you. If Howie Roseman wins his second Super Bowl in five years, is he a Hall of Famer? Delivered a Super Bowl to a city that had been starving for a Super Bowl, almost in the same context of what Chicago was waiting for with the World Series and the Red Sox with the World Series. Would Howie Roseman be a Hall of Fame General manager, Bill Polian only won one, didn't he? He was the architect of that Bills team that lost four Super Bowls, and then he won with the Colts, but I can't remember Polian winning another one. Okay, I don't remember Bill Polian winning another one. Is Howie Roseman a Hall of Famer if he wins his second title in five years? Not easy to do. Otherwise, more GMs and teams would do it. And what the key to this whole thing is, is that how he's done it with a completely different coaching staff and a completely different... This is kind of like Bobby Beathard stuff. You know, what's, what's, what's funny is, I keep seeing Bobby Beathard's name. God rest his soul, he just died. I was dear friends with Bobby, Beth Bobby Beathard. I posted an interview on my Twitter page that I did with him. And Bobby Beathard was a tremendous architect on building championship teams in Washington. Every time I see Howie, I'm starting to see Bobby Beathard. Okay? I mean, this is like this is like different coaches. You know, he had he now again, remember, Beathard had Gibbs, but they had three different quarterbacks that won Super Bowls, Doug Williams. Mark Rippon and Joe Theismann. They won. I mean, Joe Gibbs, you could consider him one of the greatest coaches in the history of the profession because he did do that. And he did that in like a 15-year span. Dan, if we could stop Andy screens and Mahomes jump passes and sidearm throws, we should be good. 85, I think if they can't get a running game going and Mahomes can't move around in the pocket, they're going to be a fish out of water. But if he can move around, get Kelsey some passing lanes, and they can help Kel Kelsey, my opinion, 
I think it's a long day. Okay? It's a long day, and it's going to be a fourth-quarter football game if they're able to do that. Mahomes' health. Watch this, guys. Mahomes has to be healthier than Jalen to keep this thing close. He's got to be healthier. Jalen doesn't... Jalen doesn't have to put up a spectacular set of numbers. He hasn't. His postseason has been very poor. He has not put up anything like he did during the regular season. They've been all mediocre numbers. Everybody can admit to that. Okay? Everybody. But if Jalen puts up big numbers, that's that, 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 that's not good for Kansas City. If he puts up big numbers, okay? So, like I said, at the end of the day here, this is going to come down to Mahomes. I think this really, this game is going to come down more to Mahomes' health. Patrick Mahomes has got to be healthy. Man, where do you see these lists? These lists are pretty cool. There's a ton of free agents that are highly thought of when it comes to Pro Football Focus, I got a great sheet from them. And also a network ranked the top, 20, top 22 starters. Not quite where I ranked them last week. I was a little shocked. Hertz doesn't have to rack up passing yards. Well, I think you're going to have to throw – I think you're going to have to make some plays in the passing game to beat Kansas City. If you have 93 yards passing like you did in the NFC title game, you're not beating Kansas City. You're not beating Kansas City. Last I checked, Dank, <laughs> look at Dank, 239 yards, they killed San Fran. How about this, Dank? If you put up thir- 239 yards against Kansas City, you'll be blown out. You'll be blown out. You better not put up 239 yards against Kansas City. You'll be Blown out. Blown out. 239 yards against Andy Reid in Kansas City and Mahomes. You'll be blown out. Okay? Blown out. Yale, Philly needs to get up two scores, then run the ball. Yale, great plan. Get the lead on them. How about this? If you don't have the lead heading into the fourth quarter, Kansas City's going to win that game. Because you're not going to outplay Kansas City in the fourth quarter. Jalen Hurts can't hang with Mahomes. You're not going to get in a shootout with Mahomes. Jalen's not capable of getting into a shootout with Mahomes. Mahomes is capable of throwing for 450 yards against Jonathan Gannon's defense. Okay? Here, let's just see this in a loss. Let me just check out something in a loss here. What was Aaron Rodgers' stats in the Eagle game in 2022? See, didn't throw for a ton of yards, 140, 
Two touchdowns, had two picks in the game. Defense did a great job against him. And they couldn't get a running game going. Even Jordan Love came in though and threw a touchdown pass. What were Dak's stats against the Eagles? Dak threw for 347 yards, three touchdowns, and 124 quarterback rating. He basically destroyed him. Dak had 124 quarterback rating against that Philly defense. Mahomes is better. Mahomes is better than Dak. He could throw for 457 against you. Seals of Jalen, he, he, 85, he's got to outplay Mahomes. Can't put up 93 yards and win the game and call him an MVP. No. He's got to be the engine that wins that thing, not the caboose. He's been the caboose in the playoffs for the Eagles. He's not led anything. These numbers are terrible. That's not – this is who he is. This is his resume. You guys want me to take his college postseason out? Sure enough. He's played in three playoff games. He's played decent in one. Decent, too. I mean, I guess. Decent. Bradbury and Slay ain't giving up 400 yards. Really? You gave up 350 versus Dak. How many, What was the score that game, too? Didn't they give up a 40, a 40 spot in that game? Why, Dak put him up. Mahomes is better than Dak. What are you talking about? Dak put up 350 yards on you. What are you talking about, dude? 350 and 124 quarterback ranking. And what was the score that game? Didn't they put up a 40-burger on you? Yeah. Cowboys put 40 points on that Slay and Bradbury. 40. Jalen's decisions made 49ers D mediocre. They held you to 239 yards in total offense. Your offense was mediocre. I don't think the 49er defense played poorly. I think the offense did. Turn the ball over, short field. You guys didn't do anything spectacular. 180 yards rushing is good. It's a good day. Other than that, you had 93 yards passing. They completely shut your passing game down. Jalen was terrible. Look at his stats. 15 of 25, had a 70 quarterback rating. Wasn't like he played well. Had 93 yards passing and 39 yards rushing. Come on, man. Dominated? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you play in the University of Kansas. Dallas turned the ball over and gave Dallas short fields. Yeah, and they still put a 40-burger on you. Big sales hurts is elite. He is. <laughs> Those are elite numbers. 
<laughs> I don't think so. Free agents, do you think compensation picks we may get from some free agents come into play for who we resigned? Very good, very good knowledge. That's how we're gonna take. That's how we're gonna take a timeout. Hitting in hour number three, Niners elite. The guy across the way is elite. I'll show you elite. <laughs> Ninety-three yards passing is not elite, <laughs> or one twenty-five, or whatever. One thirty-four. It's not elite. Fifty yards rushing, not elite. Dual threat gets you hurt. He puts a great Super Bowl up, though. That resume could go. He could rip that thing up because all they'll remember is what he did in Glendale. That's all they'll remember. Hour three, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! coming aboard here thank you very much it's gonna be a, i think a very interesting super bowl 57 i really do okay by the way i'll throw this at you one thing that i wish that michael vick and donovan McNabb had done was take their careers a little more serious when they were younger like jalen has the one thing that you can really say about jalen hurts compared to those other guys He's laser-focused laser on being better every single day. Those other guys weren't. They were worried about other dumb shit, especially McNabb and his petty ways. And Vic just relied on pure talent. When you're so gifted like that, sometimes you don't work on the little things. That's what made Jordan so spectacular. He said Jordan was the best player in the game, but he was a maniac in working out and getting himself better. He couldn't take the Pistons beating his ass up anymore. So what did he do? He went into the laboratory. And he went into the laboratory and made his body so that he could take the pounding that the Pistons were going to give him. And then he gave it to them. When you have your best player like that, working like that, acting like that, it just resonates with everybody else in the locker room. And that's where his influence, I think, is on this football team too. If Jalen's the first guy in the building and the last one out, and he's there all the time watching game film, and he's there all the time working on his craft, how are you not doing that? There's something to be said about environment. That's an environment deal. You know, people, I'll tell you this, the greatest athletes on the planet are usually assholes. Jordan got into fistfights with his own teammates. Tiger Woods was sometimes unapproachable. Ali was as he, nice as he was to people. Look how mean he was to his opponents like Frazier and Foreman and other people. Listen, that he fought. He made him think that he was so crazy that he was a, the craziest guy in the ring. And most of those guys are miserable and not the greatest husbands. Look at Brady. Brady didn't give a shit about his family. Put his whole entire family up for auction. Some of these guys don't live great lives. Only on the outside. Only on the outside. Okay? All those guys, I think, led miserable lives in, 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 in society. Because you know why? Dude, when you're driven like that, I tell people this all the time. What, you think Ali's heart left him when he left the game of boxing? Or Jordan's heart left him when he left the court? Or somebody like, like Brady leaving the field? It's a tough... Dude, what do you think is a tougher divorce for Tom Brady? Giselle or the NFL? Honestly, what do you think is a tougher divorce for Tom Brady? Giselle or the NFL? 
I'm saying in the NFL is a tougher divorce for Brady. He couldn't let go of the league. He could let go. Remember this. He let go of Giselle first. The NFL was the last love for him to let go of. That was the tougher divorce in his life. That's all you need to know about Tom. Tom's outside canvas that he paints to you guys, it's not really who he is. I'm not saying he's some deviant guy behind the scenes or what have you, but most of the time, those kind of people are miserable humans. They're miserable. Because they have the never-ending finish line. When you go by that, and you go by the never-ending finish line, you're never happy. That's why when a guy like Brady leaving the league, toughest divorce he's ever been through. That's why it's hard for him. Okay? I just wish Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick had that same passion. I think Jalen's this guy. I think Jalen is this guy. I do. I think Jalen has willed himself the same way Brady has willed himself to be the great greatest player at the present time that he can be. And it's a constant, constant treadmill you're on to be better and better and better and better and better. Something Ben Simmons never understood and never will. Look at a guy like Kyrie Irving. Look at how many outside forces come into what that guy's play could be. Kyrie Irving is a Hall of Fame basketball player with a child's mind. He's a child. He has no common sense. He has no timing. He has no sense of reality. It's a shame. That's wasted talent. If Kyrie Irvin had Jalen Hurts and Michael Jordan's desire to be great, you'd be talking about Kyrie Irvin as one of the top three players in the history of the game. That's how skilled he is. You want to hear something crazier? He's the greatest Duke player of all time. I think he played 14 games for Coach K. He's the greatest Duke player. I'm not ever going to give Zion that tag because you got to play to be great. Okay? He'll go and he'll finish up in Dallas and be a great player this year. Next year, he'll be back to the same old shit. That guy's not going to change who he is. Okay, same thing with, same thing with, you know, Ben Simmons. It'll never change who he is. That doesn't change. It's, I told you this. You're either born with leadership and character or you don't have it. You can't develop leadership and character. That's something that's innate. It's in you. That's why they can't put a gauge on it when they test you at the combine. They didn't know Tom Brady was going to be this or Jalen Hurts was going to be like this or Russell Wilson or some of the other guys that went in the latter rounds. Credit to Jalen's parents, his upbringing. Okay, sure, yeah. Instilled in him the hard work ethic. You want to get, hey, 
You want to get better? You got to work. Hey, anything that is great, like winning a Lombardi trophy, has to be hard. It can't be easy. You have to put the work in. Look at the work Jordan had to do. Jordan was like Michael Vick early in his career. Scoring title after scoring title. Could really win. The night he scored 63 in the Garden was an L. Celtics beat him in overtime, double overtime, whatever the hell it was. Phil showed up and said, if you win a scoring title, we'll never win. Jordan had to believe that. He had to believe that. He had to believe that. Damn, you mean to tell me I can't be a scoring title champion any longer? Not if you want to win. And he had to believe it with blind faith. You play team sports. Jalen, unlike McNabb and Vic, those guys never saw what it took to be a champion. Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb would never be champions because they didn't practice it. Was it instilled in them? McNabb and Vic were never going to be champions. They didn't look at that as that. They just thought their talent was going to carry them across the finish line. It's not true. I think that's a fabulous, fabulous contract extension, Chris giving Jeff Stoutland that contract extension. He's the best coach in the building, by far, actually. Okay? Brian goes, you have to sacrifice every day. You're damn right you do. Guys, in your own personal lives, you have to go to a meeting. You have to fly out of town. You miss a kid's practice game. You miss a kid's game. Dude, nobody wants to miss their kid's game. But to keep the roof over the house... And food on the table and the lights on. You're hoping as the kid gets over, they'll understand that. Parents make great sacrifices for their kids too. And kids, in my opinion, I think they learn it when they get older. Man, my parents were there all the time. My family has been behind me all the time through the ups and downs. That's the coolest thing about my family. My family has been behind me since I opened my eyes. Okay? They're the people I trust the most. And when you've got people like that, they instill something in you. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. Work hard. Let's go. Never surrender. You know, I haven't taken a day off since I've come to work at Jacob ever. That wasn't a holiday. I've never taken a day off. Ever. Because you know why? I'll tell you guys something. Love that, Yale. And by the way, watch this, Yale. I'm not looking for kudos. Congratulations for working hard, Dan. That's what my grandfather would say. (laughs) Okay, do I work weekends? No, I'm talking Monday through Friday. Because I, I said, if I ever had an opportunity because I was never going to blow my broadcasting career. And I have, but I was never going to do the things I did in my NFL career and my broadcasting career. I was going to show up always and be prepared. I wish I had that same intangible when I played. It'd been a different story. 
And it's a privilege to talk sports to you guys. And shit sometimes. There you go, Philly. That's exactly what my grandfather would say. What do you want, a participation medal guy? That's right. It's like thanking me for robbing a bank. For not robbing a bank. I get it. You're right, Philly. You're right. But isn't it funny? Some people can't show up every day. Sometimes the most simplest things in the world are the hardest things for certain people to do. Okay? Work ethic? Right, Greg. Hey, Greg, doesn't work work ethic define your city? That's why people are falling in love with Jalen. Jalen defines that. Underdog? Chip on the shoulder. You know, you know what's funny? Tone asked me a question about the Philadelphia fan. Prior to coming on, he goes, it's crazy how people look down and, you know, say shit about, and he goes, why do you think that is? And I go, well, because most people have a 35,000 foot view of Philly fans and they're looking down, not looking you guys in the eye for who you are. This is not brown nosing. This is just what I've, what I've witnessed and what my take is on you guys is that you're a hardcore base fan base. Um, you don't mind shit talkers because you're going to give it back. And if you could show up the next day on Tuesday, here I'll be here too, giving it to you again. And if I think you got something to say, I might come back Wednesday. And if I think you're stupid, I'll come back and tell you you're stupid. To me, those are the greatest people to talk to. Not the people that you can't have a conversation with. You see, this show and some other shows that are like out there today, at least we have a dialogue. You guys call me a loser for set for a loser take. Okay. But you're here on Tuesday. That's all I care about. Okay. Seals, that take sucks big ones. That's an L take. See you Tuesday, dude. Let's see how many L takes you can rack up this week, Cilio. Those are the best fans. Who the hell wants to talk to yes men? Seriously, those are the worst shows on the planet. You know, the guys who only put on the air, the guys that agree with them? That's the Philadelphia sports talk world right now. They only put on guys who agree with them. They don't put on guys who disagree with them. Okay? Me, I put the guy on who doesn't agree with me. (laughs) Brian, that's right. That's my favorite word in life right there, Brian. That's my favorite word, unique. I'm not the best sports talker. I'm one of the most unique. I don't want to sound like every guy. I don't want to have every guy's show. What the hell is it worth tuning in for that? I could tune in at 10 o'clock in the afternoon or in the morning, and then I could tune in at 1 o'clock and hear the same shit? No, thank you. No, thank you. Give me something else to bite into. John says, I see a closer game. John, if it's 20, 28, something like that, it's a fourth quarter football game for sure. That favors KC. I want the Eagles to have the lead heading into the fourth, okay? 
alpha mentality cells. See, I don't like speaking down to people. I like talking to people. That's something I despise. Don't talk down to me. And I want you. Don't you hate people who talk down to you? Shit, man. That's the kind of guy you want to kick his ass. Don't talk down to me, guy. You have no idea who I am or what I'm capable of. <laughs> the real goes, I hate ESPN. Same old, same old. Well, yeah, I mean, ESPN is like uh, like the Grammy Awards last night. They could have they put the Grammy Awards last night on CNN instead of CBS. Seriously, people talking to me about vaccinations and uh, transgender identity. Dude, I just wanted to listen to music. That's all I wanted to listen to is just music. I don't need political commercials. No wonder nobody watches it. You know? No wonder nobody watched it. By the way, hey, hey, Tone, I'm going to say something real quick here, man. Beyonce's overrated. She's overrated, man. I'm sorry. She's won the most Grammy Awards of all time of any of, of any singer. Seriously? Her, her music is iconic? Really? Compared to Aretha Franklin? Really? Like, if you had the tickets on the table... Would you go see Beyonce or Aretha Franklin? I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go see Aretha Franklin. If you had Whitney Houston tickets or Beyonce tickets, wouldn't you go see Whitney Houston? If you had Roberta Flack tickets or Beyonce tickets, wouldn't you go see Roberta Flack? I mean... Tone goes like this, you're showing your age. Yeah, but I'm talking about her music. I mean, I'm showing my, okay. I think it's more about talent. I mean, what's her most memorable song? What's her most memorable song? I'll tell you what, how about this? I actually like Miss Elliot, Missy Elliot. I'll tell you who else I like. Uh, she won an award last night. Um, what's her name? She won an award last night. Oh, God. She looked great, too. Take a nap, old head. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know. I'm just talking talent. Like, Rihanna hasn't had a, had an album released in 10 years. I'm supposed to go Rihanna is an icon in music today. She hasn't had a release of a song in 10 years. Like what's Jay-Z's, what's Jay-Z's signature song? The voiceover song he did about Biggie? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Dr. Dre, I get all the producing he's done. Okay. I love Dre. Okay, Jay-Z's iconic for what song? Or producing. So who do you think's a better producer, Tone? Dre or Jay-Z? I'm taking I'm taking Dre, man. I know more songs and more people he's produced and the beats he put out are iconic. Made Eminem, made 50 Cent. I mean, all them guys. Dude, I'm taking Dre over Jay-Z. 
I don't think that's a debate. Jay-Z doesn't produce. He just raps. Oh, well, then shit. <laughs> Dre does both. Just saying. I posted a couple interviews that me and Ice Cube did, and I was like this. So wait a minute. You don't have Ice Cube, and you don't have Luther Campbell, and you don't have some of them guys, and you're talking 50 years of rap? I don't know, man. I think you may have missed a few dudes. I didn't see Snoop Dogg's ass up there either. I was like, all right, you want to go there? Dude, I was like, come on now. Right? <laughs> I was like, man, what's up with that? 50 years? Hey, I, I, my boy Luther Campbell, man, was boys with Tupac. I'm a rap guy. I love rap music, but I love gangster rap. I, I I I don't I don't I don't like some of the guys singing about trees and shit and love and all that. Nas is good too. We like Nas. Jay Z's got a whole album buried by Nas. I'm not a rap dude. I am. I love gangster rap though. They stopped doing that shit because guys didn't want to get uh, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and let me move on here. Let me let me get into this. Sorry, dude. Kendrick Lamar. I don't know. Okay. Doggy Style by Snoop is legendary. I have it on vinyl. Oh, dude, you have it on vinyl. Good for you. All right. Okay. Hey, no, I saw I, I saw Jazzy Jeff. That was pretty cool seeing him there. Biggie was Biggie was awesome. That kid was great, man. All right. I'm gonna give you the rankings. CBS ranked the top 22 football players. Let's keep let's keep the, let's keep a score here. I haven't done this. They sent this to me. Eagles and Chiefs. The top 22. Top 22 players in the Super Bowl 57. Chiefs. Number 22, cornerback McDuffie. Number 21, I think this is low, Javon Hardgrave, Eagles. Number 20, offensive guard, Trey Smith, Chiefs. 19, Dallas Goddard, 19? I had him higher. Number 18. Frank Clark, Chiefs, defensive end. It's 3-2, Chiefs. Twenty-one Hardgrave? I know. I'm like, what? Seventeen. Sweat. Eagles. It's three-three. Top twenty-two players, according to CBS. Number 16, cornerback, luxurious. Is it sweet? Sweats? Sneed, excuse me. Luxurious Sneed, the kid Sneed, cornerback. It's 4 3 Chiefs. Number 15, Devontae Smith. It's 4 4. Number 14, Jordan Mulata. 
5-4 Chiefs or 5-4 Eagles. Number 13, Bradbury. It's 6-4 Eagles. Number 12, Slay. It's 7-4 Eagles. Number 11, highly rated and shocked, T.J. Edwards. They ranked T.J. Edwards 11th and Javon Hardgrave 21? I don't know. (laughs) It's 8-4 Eagles. Joe Tooney, Chiefs. 8-5 Eagles. Number nine, Hassan Reddick. 9-5 Eagles. Eight, A.J. Brown. 10-5 Eagles. This is according to CBS. Number seven, Creed Humphrey. Center. 10-6 Eagles. Number six, Jalen Hurts. 11-6, Eagles. Number five, Lane Johnson. 12-6, Eagles. Number four, Jason Kelsey, 13 to six, Eagles. Number three, Chris Jones, Chiefs, 13 seven. Number two, Travis Kelsey, 13 eight. And number one, Mahomes. Final tally of the 22, 13 Eagles and nine Chiefs. This is actually closer than I thought. Okay. 13 Eagles and nine Chiefs. The top 22 players in the Super Bowl, according to CBS. Javon Hardgrave's 21. Jalen Hurts, six. That's about right. I should have put him in mind last week. They gave the Chiefs the top three players in the Super Bowl and not the Eagles. Because you know why? You don't have one player on your football team that's the number one player at his respected position. The Chiefs have three. That's an advantage. Kind of. I would I rather have more really great outstanding players like Philly than the Chiefs do? Of course. Okay, of course. I'd rather I, I'd rather have. Well, hey, Dan, would you rather have? Can even with Mahomes, Dan, would you rather have Philadelphia's roster? Or would you rather have Kansas City's roster? I'd rather have Philly's roster. And you have Mahomes. Yeah, they're very yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. But I, I I I personally I personally I would rather I would rather have Philly. 
You can have Mahomes. And if Jalen continues to play that way, I'll take the Eagle roster over the Chiefs roster. Not, not, not bringing in the coaching staff into any of this. Right? It's not a popularity contest. Goddard's not better than Kelsey, even though I might take him. Okay? Where's Dickerson? Chris, this isn't my list. This was CBS's. Okay? This is CBS's. Well, Lane's a top offensive lineman. Oh, wait. Kelsey is. Kelsey, then uh, Lane. Okay. Wow, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's not even on this list. Man, I'd have put him on that. I don't know. Fly go Seals, you watched the Pro Bowl yesterday? No. I don't watch that. I haven't watched a Pro Bowl in 20 years. I don't watch that thing. Okay. Steichen and Sirianni will deal with Steve Pat- Spagnolia. We'll see. Media still not respecting Philly hilarious. Wait a minute, Steven. You got more you got more stars in the Chiefs. List is bad. I would have put Gardner Johnson on there. I wouldn't have put Hardgrave at 21. Guy had 11 sacks. How can you put Chris Jones third and Hardgrave 21? I don't know, right? Pro Bowl was a promotional bowl. That was stupid. I don't I don't watch dumb shit like that. You know what I mean? Okay, let's go to this now. I want to transition into this. This is interesting. So I got a li- Do you guys know who owns Pro Football Focus? Do you guys know who owns that? You guys know who owns Pro Football Focus? Super Bowl, it's hurts the season. Well, he ain't been in postseason so far. He stunk in the postseason, Richard. He stunk. Mike Florio, Chris uh, Collinsworth. There you go, Robert. Collinsworth owns it. No, Florio owns Pro Football Talk. <clears throat> okay. Florio owns Pro Football Talk and Pro Football Focus is owned by Chris Collinsworth. And it seems to be like a lot of people in the industry take that thing verbatim. Yeah. Tone, you didn't know the Collinsworth owns uh, Pro Football Focus? Yeah. That's Collinsworth. Okay. Collinsworth owns it. I like the site, too. They do a lot of homework. Pro football talk. I like pro football talk, too. Me and Mike Florio don't really get along that well. Shockingly, right? Okay? He does give me credit when I do break stories, so it's pretty cool. Um, But that pro football focus, they do a lot of homework. And they put down, and they sent over to me the top 100 free agents. 
Do you want to hear something here, guys? You want to hear what the you want to hear what Baltimore has on the table? By the way, I only did one out of the Eagles here. I know Collinsworth's a Gator. Thank you. Um, can I tell you how much they're saying that um, Baltimore is going to offer Lamar Jackson? How much do you think they're going to offer Lamar Jackson? Throw a number out. Per year. What's the number? I, I I heard this number. I almost shit. What do you think the number? Mercy says 60. Peter says 50. 50. 55. 250 million guaranteed. I thought it was more 260 guaranteed, but 51.3 million dollars they're gonna offer Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson has an MVP award, um, won as many games in 17 like Jalen did. He was 14-2. and two. Hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl, though. But then again, Lamar's the engine. This year, kind of in the playoffs, Jalen's not been very good because he's been hurt. The problem that I have with that $51 million, you're going to pay a guy $51 million that hasn't finished the season in the last three years? Wow, what a gamble. What a gamble. What a gamble. Jalen Hurts has been hurt two years in a row. Man, these dual threat guys. I'm not putting a, a man. That's a big ass gamble. Good luck building a roster. Yale's right. You ain't getting any star wide receivers into Baltimore. 51.3 million? Never happened. Mm-mm. No way. You better draft. You're going to have to draft rookie wideouts in Baltimore. And when their contracts are up, you're going to have to deal them. Okay? You're going to have to deal them. I'm going to give you the top free agents and what their rankings are. Um, How much guaranteed? It's like 255 guaranteed. Dude, for a guy who doesn't finish seasons and didn't want to play because he didn't have a contract. And some go like this. Well, Sills, Mahomes got his money. Well, you and the Ravens should have took care of that in the offseason. That's on both your asses. You put business over winning. Okay, well, you deserve what you got. The Ravens deserve what they got. They totally deserved it. They deserve both of them. Deserved what they got. How many Eagles are on this list? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine Eagles on this list. And I don't have the money, but I do have the ranking. I want to do that next. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Mulebronner, managing partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Football show, appreciate you coming aboard. Please hit the like button here. I've got pro football focuses, top 100 free agents with the Eagles in this list here. And I'll tell you what, man, a lot of these guys are going to be enormous, 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 enormous. And I'll show you again a little bit on how CBS is off on Javon Hardgrave. So this is according to pro football focus. Lamar Jackson is the number one free agent, but we're all assuming that Baltimore is going to resign him, right? Um, the highest rated free agent for the Eagles 
is 29.9-year-old Javon Hardgrave. He's at number three. Number three, free agent. And CBS had him, what was it? CBS had him 21st out of all these other guys. I don't believe that. So pro football focus looks at him as one of the top three free agents. And you think he's the 21st best guy in the Super Bowl? That's a contradiction. I actually think Hardgrave is a high free agent. Okay? Dude, he's going to get a lot of money. And Eagles are going to resign him. Number 14 is James Bradbury. Cornerback, 29.5 years of age. Number 24, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, safety, 25.1. So with the top 25 free agents, top free agents, the Eagles have three. (laughs) Here, and let me get this one to you here, and I'll put this in more context for you. Number 27 is TJ Edwards, 26.4 years of age. He's number 27. Number 28, Isaac Sayamalo, guard, 29.2. So in the top 30 free agents, the Eagles have one, two, three, four, five. Five players in the top 30. According to Pro Football Focus, man, I mean, how about this? I would, I would easily have to say, am I right when I say this? If you put all the averages together, Hardgrave's going to make sixteen. Bradbury's going to make. 13. Edward, I mean, Gardner Johnson's going to make 13. I mean, there's 29, 13, 2, 3, 4. There's 42. Um, 42. Edwards is going to make 7. I mean, there's $50 million. Then you get to say a model. So That's $62 million with those five players. I think as an average, it's going to cost you $62 million to keep those two guys there. Those five guys. One, two, three, four, five. I think it's going to cost you $62 million. Okay? Those are five guys. Now watch this. Wide receiver makes 25. That's seven. That's 87 million. Your two tackles make 30. There's seven. There's 117. So five, six, eight. Eight players on the Eagles cost you 117 million of a $224 million salary cap. I haven't even gotten to Kelsey. There's 127. That's nine players. Of a two on you okay. Um, you're running back. You're not keeping him. 
you got a draft coming up. Okay, your two guards. Are you going to go rookie in the guards? Let's say Amalo walk. Oh no, we over, we added the twelve million with say Amalo coming back. Wait a minute, I haven't even got to the other guys yet. Carter Johnson is going to cost a shitload of money. I would say this to bring this entire team back. See this right here. Hardgrave, Bradbury, Gardner, TJ Edwards, Isaac, um, Samalo, Brandon Graham, Miles Sanders, Kaiser White, and Marcus Epps. I would say average. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I would say that's $100 million. That's $100 million. To bring one, two, nine guys back. 25 million, your wideout, 125. Um, your two tackles, like I said, are 30. That's 165. You, uh, Dickerson is 5 million, that's 170. They're going to have to restructure to try to get Jalen signed. You're at $182 million of a $224 million salary cap. You got, you got, you got about $35 million to deal with because you have a draft you have to deal with too. You traditionally need about $28 million. Okay. Where are you signing Jalen for $50 million or $40 million? Where, where, this is what I've been telling you guys all year. Nine guys are going to cost you $100 million. Nine free agents. If you want this Super Bowl team, what's that thing they do? Call it running it back. It's going to cost you $110 million to bring all these guys back. So you have nine guys in the top – you have nine guys in the top 100 free agents that are out there. Man. And you've got five in the top 30. Wow. $25 million. Dude, what's the what, what's the tight end make? Oh, shit, man. I forgot about Hassan. He makes 14? Reddick makes 14. So that's 196. You're at 196. And what's Goddard make? How much does Goddard make? He has to make at least 10, right? That's 206. Heading into a draft, and you got to sign your quarterback. So you're going to go into the conversation with Jalen Hurts with 206. You're going to have 6 million. You're going to have about $18 million in cap space, maybe. Around 12. Jesus. So Goddard makes around 12? My friend, that's $116 million, $216 million. Not counting the quarterback's money. The quarterback this year makes 1.3. That's why he could do all this shit. Average contract. 
year, not salaries for next year. What are you talking about? They're all free agents. You got 16 free agents on your team. What are you talking about? Just sit back and watch Howie work his magic. So you're going to you're going to pay say a model 13 million dollars? So wait a minute, get this. Get this guys. Look at how expensive. And by the way, your offensive line, you better be the best. You're paying them the most. Both tackles make 20 million roughly. That's 40 million in your tackles. Your center makes 10, that's 50. Your right guard, if you re-sign him, is going to make 13 million. I'll go low. That's 63 million. The other guy makes five. You got 70 million dollars in five guys. You better be good. You got 70 million dollars in your old line. <laughs> and your tight end makes 12. You get 82 million dollars in your guys up front. Man. 82 you got $82 million of your $224 million salary cap in your guys up front. Whoa, man, is that big dough. Howie. Hey, Yale, fun to watch. I can't wait to see how they put this together. You just need Hurts and his go-to. Re- oh, my God. You just need Hurts and no O-line. But, we'll hey, because Jalen's elite. Jalen needs that whole team around him. Mahomes doesn't. He's proven that. You need that whole – let me just put it, put it to you this way. You put Jalen Hurts on the Chiefs, the Chiefs are 9-8. and eight With no wideouts and only Kelsey and no running game. They're 9-8 and eight with Hurts on the Chiefs. You put Mahomes on the Eagles, they're undefeated. They're undefeated. <laughs> Dude, seriously, man. You imagine, can you imagine Patrick Mahomes having A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard? He'd throw for 10,000 yards. He would throw for 10,000 yards, man. I mean, how many guys have you ever seen lose one of the greatest deep threats in the history of the game and break the single-season passing record? It doesn't happen. Shit, Jalen Hurts didn't have A.J. Brown the year before, and he stunk. (laughs) Stunk. You need to have an – hey, Mahomes doesn't need to have a great old line. He don't have one. They're decent. They're not great. Okay? Jalen's old line is great. It's one of the best units – since the Cowboy teams with Emmett. It's probably better than the 17 Eagle line. Okay? You imagine Mahomes on that Eagle team? Maybe they wouldn't be undefeated because he got Shane Steichen as the play caller. KCO line's best pass blocking O line in the league. Really? Orlando Brown, the center's decent. 
<laughs> hey, hey, don't laugh, Yale. Dude, where you? I can't wait to see how, how he works his magic. I wonder who he's going to light on fire. It's got to be Miles. Miles Sanders is going to be lit on fire. That's why if I'm Howie Roseman and I'm I'm, I'm Steichen and, and uh, Sirianni, I run that guy into the ground, man. He's got 40 carries. I'm going to run that guy because I ain't paying him. I'm not giving him $7.5 million. Okay? I'm not. Can you imagine Hurts getting game MVP? No, I can't. He's not played well in the postseason. He's played terrible. Care what anybody says. Don't make don't make don't make games up that he hasn't performed in. Because you can't name one. You can't name one postseason game that he's played well in. Go oh, to Giants. Okay, the Giants. Shows you what you who your competition was, Fly. Terrible enough to win. Damn right. Throwing 93 yards passing. I don't. Told you, Tone. <laughs> Told you, Tone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Jalen, could squad Sills. I don't know, man. I'm awful heavy right now. <laughs> I could see Reddick winning the MVP. You're damn right I can. Dude, he's been the MVP of the postseason for the Eagles so far. That defense has played great ball. Offensive line has played great, especially in the second half of that 49er game. That they killed them, 239 yards in total offense. They killed them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I like how Tone goes, well, you know, technically – they did. Look at the scoreboard. I mean, you know, it's 31-7, Sills. I mean, you think anybody's going to look at the box score five years from now? He's right. He's right, technically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It is Super Bowl week. We're going to get a bunch of people that played in this uh, this fabulous football game and what it's like to play in this game. So we're going to have some fun this week, getting some Super Bowl people on there for you. So we're going to have a big guest list here for you this week. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. We will catch you tomorrow going 3 to 6 Eastern time. It is the road to the Super Bowl for Super Bowl Sunday. It should be fabulous. We'll catch you tomorrow, and we'll see you on the flip side. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.